Do you want to reach your next level in business and health? Do you need help unlocking your potential and taking action? Well, you've come to the right place. Welcome to The Lisa Pizik Show, a podcast that empowers women to change physically, emotionally, and financially and live a life they love. Now, here's your host, Lisa Pizik. Hey there, Lisa Pizik here, and welcome to the next episode of the Lisa Pizik Show. And in this episode, I want to talk about how amplifying your voice can disrupt the culture and change the leadership that we're experiencing right now in the world. And I'm preparing for a speech that I'm going to give in Texas at a conference called Me Too, Now What? And in preparing for this speech, It brought up a lot of thoughts for me and feelings about why I do what I do and what the deeper message is about why I help you create your courses and your products and your programs and really get your message out to the world. And I didn't realize that I was focusing so much on clients and sales, the superficial stuff and not really doing the work to go deeper and get deeper. And when I think about that, I realize that growing up, I heard a lot of, Lisa, you won't date that boy. Lisa, the freshman 15, look at you, you put on 30. Lisa, you'd be thankful you even have a job. Lisa, are you coming home for Christmas? I'd say, no, the summer, no. I worked three jobs in college just so I didn't have to go home and hear Lisa. Now, at 24, I graduated and I met my husband, Eric. And at the time when we first met, he asked me to marry him quite quickly, four months into our dating. And I said, yes, I knew. And I told mom that, and she said to me, Lisa, okay, now you bring him home. You both come for Thanksgiving this time. I insist. Your father and I, we want to meet this man who loves you. So we go, and we're at the kitchen table, sitting there. My dad's on my right. You know, he's like like old times. He's nudging me, and he's cracking jokes like he always does. And Eric's on my left, and mom's across the table. She made my favorite stuffing and the wine and the pumpkin pie and the smells and yeah, the cranberry sauce, like the jiggly kind. I didn't know any better back then in the can. It was nice. Then Eric goes to hand me the pumpkin pie. Mom stands up. Lisa, don't you dare eat a piece of that pie. You are too fat to even fit into any wedding dresses. So later that year, Eric and I decided that we were going to move 400 miles away, back up to Canada, where Eric's from, but it's, you know, my mom. So I still made weekly calls. And especially after we had our son, Oliver, I really wanted her to be involved in his life. But I noticed on those calls, things started to change. So soon as I would hear Lisa, 
I would hang up. And then I'd hear it again and I'd hang up and I'd hear it again. And I'd say, no, I'm not listening to that. And then we get on the scale and it was like pound after pound after pound just started melting off every time I said no. And I hung up. And I started going to therapy. You know, I started doing the work. Like everything I could to figure out what was going on. And then at 34, I'm pulling out of a parking lot and I hear ding, 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 ding. Text after text after text rolling in. And of course, my first thought was, oh my God, did something happen to Eric or Oliver? I pull over and I pull out my phone and it's mom, Lisa, we haven't spoken in a while, but I want you to know you are heartless. You are soulless and you are no daughter of mine. I put that car back in drive and you know, my hands were shaking. I could barely see something in my gut said, just like stop. So I slammed on the brakes, the seatbelt pounded across my chest. And just as I looked up, the transport truck just missed me. My God, I could have been killed. And my first thought was Eric and Oliver, no, enough. The only voice that I'm listening to is my own. And that same feeling that I felt in that moment, sometimes I feel today when I watch the news and I see the shootings and our mental health crisis and the hate crimes on the LGBT community and the farming industry and politics and our leaders. And you know, that's not to say good nor bad, right nor wrong, but it's easy to feel powerless. And it's easy to feel like, what can I do to make change? And it's easy to look to the person to the right and look to the person to the left and hope that they step up and they're going to make change. But I think we are the change makers. And that's why I'm so passionate about helping you build an online course, share your teaching, share your stories, share your expertise to disrupt the culture, be a leader and create change. Because who's to say that someone that puts out a course about stress management or dealing with their emotions isn't gonna change the mental health and future generations and our culture and our coping strategies and how kindly we treat each other, right? We have the power when we choose to use it. And the first thing that I tell people to do is to mine your gold. Find that gold. So entrepreneurs, you have it. It's the curse of the creator when we think that we have to go and we have to find new. No, you've got stories, teachings, frameworks. And I think about Two blocks from where I grew up, 
in the good old coal mine in town of Lancer, Pennsylvania, 3,000 people in that town. There was a pool and there was a playground. And that playground, it wasn't like the playgrounds that my now five-year-old plays on with the beautiful, you know, sod. And if you fell, it was all right. No, no, no. This playground smelled like chemicals and pool and concrete. And just below that playground and that pool, right around the corner was the number nine coal mine. And that's where my pop-op worked until he couldn't work anymore. And right around that time was when I came along. And my mom told me that my pop-op used to take his big hands and his big arms, strong arms, coal mine and arms, and he used to just rock me and rock me and walk for hours. My mom said, you would cry and you would cry. And he would just walk and sing to you for hours. And as I got older, he would stretch out his hand. And around the age of, you know, my, my son now, it's one of the earliest memories I have of my pop-up. He would say to me, you want to go walk over to the playground and over to the pool? And I'd say, yes. And he'd put out that big hand and he'd put on his big boots and skip to the do, we would go those two blocks. And my mom would say, what, what do you want to go over there for? And I'd say, I want to spend time with Pop Pop. Let's do it. So we'd go, and we'd be walking, and I would turn and look at something, because I was five, and everything caught my eye. And as soon as I would turn, my Pop Pop would throw a quarter on the ground. And he'd say, Lisa, look. And I'd go over, and I'd pick up that quarter, and I'd put it in my hand, and I'd feel like I hit the jackpot. And then we'd be walking and talking. I'd get distracted. And he'd throw a penny on the ground. And he'd say, Lisa, oh, go look. And I'd go over and I'd pick up that penny. And little by little, I would collect penny after nickel after dime. And in my hands, I would have the gold. And you know, when you look at that, pennies, nickels, dimes, quarters, who's to say that one coin is more valuable than the other? It's perception, right? As we get older, we learn about the value of money, but a lot of it is perception. So you have to look at those pennies, those quarters, those nickels, those dimes. They're your blog posts and social media posts and your stories and your teachings and your testimonials and everything you've got. And you've got to collect it together. And you've got to put it into a framework that you can teach. You don't have to go and create new. And here's your framework. Who you are, what you do, and what result you get people. A story, why it matters, what you're going to teach people, the actual how-to steps or the framework. The over the objections they need to overcome, the first thing they should do and then make an offer and tell them where they can go to either get more information, buy a product or program from you. That's your framework for creation. So mine that gold and put it together because those stories, those teachings can change the world. That's how you amplify your voice. That's how we create real change. 
Now my pop-pop, he unfortunately died about a few years later. I think I was about eight or nine and he took a stroke and it impaired his voice. And when I went to see him, it was one of the last memories of my pop-pop. When I went to see him in the long-term care home, the stroke impaired his voice. And he could only say one word. And it was home. And he would just say it over and over and over again until he died. Home, 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 home. He wanted to go home. Because when we think about home, home is comfort. Right? Home is safe. And number two of how to amplify your voice and change the world is you've got to give that gold now a home. You've got to put it in the display case for others to see. And when I say home, I mean like website or funnel or Facebook group. Now, we don't own our Facebook group. We own our websites. We own our funnels. But people get so stressed out about tech. How many of you love tech? Right? How many of you love being a creator? Personally, I don't love tech. I love being a creator. And I think putting it in the display case and giving it a home, you either have one or the other. You invest your time, meaning if you were one of those people that identified you love tech, invest your time, meaning you're going to get on Kajabi help support, ClickFunnels help support, GetResponse or email automation help support, Wix help support. You're going to get on, you're going to read, you're going to watch YouTube videos, you're going to Google, you're going to study, you're going to get on with the help desk, you're going to invest time, or you're going to invest money, meaning done for you, which is my husband and ours most used service is the done for you service. Meaning people are like, I got money and I don't want to like deal with this. I just want to go create and mine my gold. Can you do the tech stuff for me? And we say yes. So I think you have two choices. Invest time, invest money. And my 100 and, no, not even 100. I think my husband's over 200 pounds now. We'll, we'll just say 250 pound probably husband. My 50-pound four-year-old at the time and myself found ourselves this past summer out in the middle of a lake. And we were on this paddle boat and we were paddling and paddling and paddling and paddling and paddling. We were going nowhere. Kicking, kicking, paddling, paddling, circle, 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 about a half a mile out in the middle of the lake. Let's take out the paddle boat, husband says. It'll be fun, husband says. Beautiful sunny day, great way to spend time as a family, husband says. Now, this paddle boat at our rental cottage looked like it hadn't been touched in years. I'm talking like spiders, cobwebs, moss, leaves, like on this thing. But nonetheless, we're out in the middle of the lake. We take it out. Hubby and I are sitting in the front. Sun's facing backwards. Paddle and paddle and paddle. And I'm like, is there like, is the wind Am I a wimp? Like, why are we not going anywhere? And my son says, mommy, mommy, there's, there's water, there's water in the paddle boat. And I'm like, yes, I know there's water, water in the paddle boat. We're in the middle of a lake. And I turn around and the bottom of the paddle boat is starting to capsize. 
and my son is like waist deep in water. So I pick him up, I throw him in the front, I strip off my shirt, I strip off my bottoms, I'm in my bikini, I throw on my life jacket, luckily he already had obviously safety, he had his jacket on the whole time, throw on my jacket, jump out of the boat, and the boat started to level back up. And I look at the side of this thing, and there's a ginormous crack under my seat that we didn't see. So the harder and harder and harder that we were paddling and pushing through this sucker, the more water it was taking in, which is the reason why we were just spinning and not going anywhere, because we were like sinking, and we didn't know it. So I grabbed the line that you tie it to the dock with, and I pull my 250-pound husband, 50-pound son, 100-pound paddle boat, and I'm on my side, and I start kicking and kicking and kicking and pulling us back to shore. And as we round the corner, and my son's like, go, Mommy, this is so cool. Mom's taking us for a ride. Meanwhile, I'm like panicking, kicking, 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 focused to get us home, home, home. My mother-in-law's standing on the dock with a clear drink of vodka or whatever she's drinking at the moment. And she's like, nose scrunched up looking at me like, what in the hell? Does this, does Lisa like want to have a workout? Or like, what, what is she doing? And my feet never felt so good hitting the sandy bottom knowing that I towed us home safely back to shore. Now I know what you're thinking, because everybody always asks the same question. Why did you jump out? Why didn't your husband jump out? Honestly, we didn't have the time to figure it out. Somebody had to make a move. And I'd been a lifeguard at that pool, remember? That chlorine, concrete, smelly pool in Lansford. I was a lifeguard. It was my very first job. So I knew I was a strong swimmer and I think, you know, mama instinct, moms, right? I think mama instinct kicked in and off I went. So you got to decide when you want to give your gold a home and a display case, are you going to invest that time or are you going to invest that money and invest at the rate that you grow? You don't need a website right off the bat. You need gold and you need to make an offer and you need to start getting into the hands of people. And now with the beauty of technology, social media, email, there's so many ways that we can do that. But putting it in a website or a funnel is the easiest way 24-7 that that gold is going to be available to people. So time or money, you decide. Because if you don't, your potential clients are going to be like my mother-in-law with that face going, huh? Not even knowing that they can find you and that you're out there and that your voice can help them and make change, right? Your information is going to be lost and sinking in the middle of a lake. And that's not what we want. I want you to bring it home. Okay. And then the last one to amplify your voice, you have to share it with people so they can shine. 
And you can do that. Nothing can stop you from doing that. Once you've mined your gold, you put it in that display case, nothing can stop you. I remember I got a phone call and she said, Lisa, I have to cancel the event. December of 2017 was going to be my very first speaking gig on stage. The event promoter calls me four days before about to get on the plane, London, England, after cancel the event. And then there was a whole bunch of uh, excuses and reasons and like things that came after, but I didn't hear any of that. What I heard in my head was plane booked, hotel booked, childcare booked, can't get any money back. Holy crap, wanted to convert X 30%, make X amount of income, was going to be the launch of my online and nine course. And now it's, it's not happening. So I knew four of the other, three, actually three of the other women that were going to speak on stage with me at that event because we were in a mastermind together. And I was able to contact two of those other women. And I said, oh my God, what, did you hear the news? Like, and we're like in hysterics because we've been planning this for like six months to almost a year. And I said, what are you going to do? Like, are you going to, are you going to go? Are you going to go to, to the event? Are you, are you like, are you still going to go to London? The only event's not happening, but are you still going to go to London? And they're like, no, Lisa, like it's wash. We're just going to try to get as much money back as we can and forget it. And I got off the phone with them and I looked at my husband and I said, we're going, we're still going to London. Because we got too much skin in the game, and I don't know what's going to happen, but something's telling me that we got to go. So we went. And as I landed in London, I was able to get in contact with that last speaker, and she was in London. And she said, I have 40 women coming as well because, no, they weren't speaking, but I have 40 clients coming that were going to learn from this event, and it was going to be the jump off for their year and you're here, will you help me serve them? Will you teach them something? And I said, absolutely. And in less than a day, we pulled together a small room in a hotel and we served the hell out of these 40 women, teaching them how to launch their products and programs, get online, use their voice. And I said to my husband that same day, I said, you know what? I said, we're gonna do a webinar after the event. And I'm going to host it to everyone. And he said, are you crazy? We are not going to do a webinar, Lisa. International, don't know about Wi-Fi, not in our home, don't have a mic, don't have lighting, like, no, no. And I said, do you trust me? I'm ready. I'm ready to launch my stuff. Will you help me do it? And I think that was probably the tone that I said it in. And he said, it's like, you're voluntold. And he said, all right, I trust you. Let's do it. And I made my first 2K sale on that webinar and I launched that program and somebody bought it. And yes, technology conked out halfway through and we lost people, but about four people stayed to the end and one person took that offer and I still converted and I still launched it and I still did it because I was ready. I had my gold. I had it online in a funnel on my website and I released it to the world. Nobody can take 
that away from you. Nobody can pull out those experiences under the rug from you when you do the work. And these are the steps that I'm telling you to do. Mine your gold. Use that framework I told you. Put it in a display case. And if you don't know how to do that, invest the time to learn how to do that or invest the money in my husband and I, or if you know somebody that can help you do that. But I recommend you come to my husband and I because we'll get you up quickly and done the right way. And lastly, you launch that sucker. You share it in a way so that others can shine. That ripple effect. So I was able to show my online nine course Share it with someone so she can shine. She bought it and she wants to teach people about plant-based eating and minimalism, right? Making our world a better place, less stress, less mental health, less strain on the environment. It's that ripple effect to help people, help people, help people. When you have an online course, you can do that or a group coaching program or something online. And that's why I want to help you do that. Now, here's what you're going to do. You're going to book a date in your calendar that you're going to launch something. A course, a group coaching program, one-to-one services, whatever it is, you're going to book a date. Because when you book a date, it becomes real. Then you're going to download, which I'll include in this podcast, the link to the 15 P's to convert the leads. Download. It walks you through step by step by step how to make an offer. That's what I did in that webinar that converted. And you can go on Facebook Live with that. You can use it for whatever the heck you want. If you're face-to-face, if you're leading a workshop, a speech, webinar, live, whatever it is, that's how you make an offer. You're going to launch something and you're going to make an offer. And you're going to put a date in that calendar. For some of you, it might be 30 days from now. For some of you, it might be six months from now. For some of you, it might be a year from now based on what you've got going on in your life, the necessity, the urgency. But let's amplify our voices together. It's doable and I want to help you do it. And I want to leave you with this quote because again, you know, we... We got to stop looking to the ladies or the guys to the left or to the right. We got to stop comparing. We got to stop hoping that someone else is going to step up and lead. That's us. And I want to leave you with this quote from Marianne Williamson. And I'm sure you've heard it. it's a beautiful quote. She says, our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? You are a child of God. Your playing small does not serve the world. There's nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We are all meant to shine as children do. We were born to make manifest the glory of God that's within us. It's not just in some of us, it's in everyone. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates 
others. What you gonna launch? What's gonna be your gold? What's gonna be your display case? How are you going to share it with others so that, so that they shine? You can always book a free 15-minute brainstorm session with my husband and I at www.lisapizik.com. I'll drop that 15P to convert the leads download in the show notes and set that date. The world needs us as leaders. The world needs us to amplify our voice, and I want to help you do that. Thanks for tuning in. And I'll see you next time on the Lisa Pizik Show. You've been listening to the Lisa Pizik Show. For more free business and health training, go to www.lisapizik.com.